Hey everyone, it's the 12 Days of Misfits. Hey everybody, welcome back to Ministry Misfits. We are in the middle of the 12 Days of Misfits, and so today for our episode, we are going to continue on. Brandon has two and a half points there we go can you believe it you have two and a half we got to oh no 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 oh hold, too soon hold, oh, hold, hold. oh i was so used to because it. today we're pulling one out of my stocking uh-oh so one of two that's right that so we'll be pull, in here. pull one out and we'll, we'll see where we're going with this one is at the top so i'm gonna grab the one from the bottom oh he's cheating a little oh bit. we got john chapter one so john chapter one and we are not reading the whole chapter. We are going to be reading verses 1 through 18. And this one, the reason we're doing this on a Tuesday is because you're used to listening to us on Tuesday. And these two verses that I had in my stocking take a little bit more time to fully appreciate and unpack. Especially compared to yesterday's where Brandon got it in the first verse. <laughs> so, Yeah, that one was a little more obvious on the first yeah. portion. We'll, we'll see how you do tomorrow. We'll see how you do today. So, John chapter 1, verses 1 through 18 says, Gotta love study Bibles where there's a nice big Bible study in the middle of the chapter. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things were created through Him, and apart from Him, not one thing was created that has been created. Life was in Him, and that life was the light of men. That light shines in the darkness, yet the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man named John who was sent from God, and he came as a witness to testify about the light, so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. The true light who gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was created through him, yet the world did not recognize him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him, but to all who did receive him, he gave them the right to be children of God, to those who believe in his name who were born not of blood or the will of the flesh or the will of man, but of God. The word became flesh and took up residence among us, and we observed his glory. The glory as the one and only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him and exclaimed, This was the one whom I said, The one coming after me has surpassed me, because he existed before me. Indeed, we have all received grace after grace from his fullness, for the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the one and only Son, the one who is at the Father's side, has revealed him to us. All right, so there's a lot there in John chapter 1. Which is why we're doing this on a Tuesday. Perfect. So I'm going to, I guess, talk about a larger portion and first start by saying the him, H-I-M, that is mentioned in here is typically being referred to throughout most of this verse as Jesus. Well, there are two hymns that are being referred to. Yeah, that's why I should say through. So there's a section there's a section here where from verses 6 through 9 where we're talking about John, but not the one writing this. Correct. We're talking about John the Baptist. Yes. But that is not the part of the Christmas story that we're talking about. Because your eyes lit up like, oh, he gave me the answer. But that no. is not the part of the Christmas story we are talking about here, although we typically include that in it. The no, so re I, the, yeah. I, uh, you got you to give me a chance yeah. to answer this one here. So I'm going to 
because uh, it talks about the light. He came as witness to testify about the light, but that he was not the light. He or him, referring to John, as you mentioned, but the true light who gives light to everyone was coming into the world, Jesus, birth of Christ. Um, he was in the world and the world was created through him, yet the world did not recognize him. Basically, Jesus being in Nazareth, his own people did not really agree or rock with him as he was here. Uh, and so then he gave them the right to the children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood or the will of his flesh or the will of man, but of God. So that idea that two people did not really come together to create Jesus. <laughs> we'll save the birds. Great. Now we've got to, now we've got to put an explicit warning on, on this one. Thank That's you right. for that. So, but that it was God ordained um, through the angels speaking to Mary that, God Nobody knew her biblically is the, the phrase that you should use there to make it non-explicit. There we go. Nobody knew her biblically. <laughs> so that is my takeaway of how this is related to Christmas as far as you are the birth so was, planned, close. was planned there. You, you stopped one verse short of the place where it is the most obvious. True. That's the other one here in 16. Your, your study Bible is cut, cutting me off here. The word became flesh and took up the residence among us. The word being Jesus took on the full form of flesh here on earth. And so this is where... See his glory. This is where we really want to spend a little bit more time today and actually talk about why... I honestly think John chapter 1 is a better story of Christmas than even the actual nativity narratives that we get in Matthew and Luke. So why is that? Because there's way more here than just virgin birth, Messiah is born. That's the word I was looking for. Silent night. (laughs) We got it now? Yeah. There's way more to it than that because John, that writer, gives us a much deeper understanding of what this actual event and season is really about. Because this idea, you know, most people that have done any kind of study of this chapter know when we're talking word here, we're talking logos, and that's always translated as word. But when we actually get deeper into it, This is not just a word that John is using to describe Jesus. Why do you think John uses logos to describe the sun here? I'm not sure. We we get the answer actually from the other places in the chapter. Logos is not just a word. It is a spoken word. And specifically when it's capitalized, we're talking about a divinely spoken word. Mm. And so what John is saying here is that in the beginning was the divinely spoken word. And that word was with God and the word was God. So now we have this idea of the fact that we have part of our Trinity stuff of he's God, but he's also separate from God, but he's not separate from God, but he is, but he's not, but he is, but he's not, and all that fun stuff. We'll we'll, We'll do a Trinity one at some point. There we go. That'll be good. But specifically why would we be referring to Jesus as the spoken word well, that's what we see in the in verse 3 all things are created through him and without him nothing that has been created has been created what is the story of creation 
that it's made in God's image. Well, that's man is made in God's image. But how do how does how do we have creation? In Genesis 1, it begins with in the beginning God created the heavens, heavens and the earth. earth. And then the very next thing he does is what when he starts creating things. He all I can think of is uh, creates light and darkness. How? The separation of he the so thing I'm... you're not doing right now. Thinking. No. <laughs> He speaks everything into creation outside of man, right? Yeah. And that is what we are seeing here. Is John is starting us back in Genesis. In the beginning, we've got the sun. And the sun was God. The sun was with God in the beginning when everything is created. But how is it that everything is created through him? Because Christ is the one that speaks things into existence. And as he speaks things into existence, we start to see life being formed. Mm. And this life is also what is described then as the light of man that John the Baptist is talking about. This is why John also says that he came before him, even though he, he meaning Jesus, existed before John did. Yes. This in, is in all time. overly complicated, everything like that, until we actually start looking at what John is doing here. Is John is putting everything into context for us. We have the Word of God, the spoken Word of God, that, that very breath that breathed everything into existence is now coming into the world. And he's not just coming into the world as the Creator. He's Picking coming... flesh as human. He's coming incarnate in flesh as human, and he does it in a way where the world doesn't recognize him. He's not getting any glory. He comes even to the people that God chose as his own and that God has been keeping alive for thousands of years in the midst of exile and big bad enemies and everything else. They're still there. And he comes to him and the people ignore him. The people mock him. The people eventually crucify him. All this stuff. And he does it with a specific purpose in mind. What is that purpose? Again, I need to go back and see where this all breaks up. I just want to simply say the answer of to fulfill the promise that um, his father or God has given him. Which is what? What is that promise? To basically die and rise again. Well, that's that's well, the method. To, yeah, that's to, the method. Yeah, to forgive all of our to basically be the one that bears all the weight of the world's sins and takes that upon himself. Go one step further, because <laughs> this is what we see in the rest of the chapter. We have the one and only Son of God, born of a virgin. You know, he comes in flesh. And why does he come? It is so that we can receive grace after grace from his fullness. That's verse 16. Because the law is given through Moses, mm -hmm. but grace and truth come through Jesus. We've got that. That's what you're talking about yeah. there. But then the last verse that we read, verse 18, fully encapsulates really what the story of Christmas is actually supposed to all be about. 
No one has ever seen God. Even though, and we read this in Galatians yesterday, everybody thought they knew God in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. Everybody thought they had this idea of who God was and what God wanted out of them, and that they also knew that the Messiah was coming and Messiah was going to kick butt and take names, (laughs) and we were going to have just table-flipping Jesus all the time. Nope, nope, not what happened. Instead, we see what we see here that John lays out in verse 18. The one and only Son, the one who is currently at the Father's side, has revealed the Father to us. Mm. And so now we actually have a full picture of who God is. All this stuff that happened here is important and great, and that's why John, John covers it. But we cannot fully understand who God is, even with this huge stack of paper, without the Word becoming flesh. Hmm. Because the Word becoming flesh is much more than just a, a fancy poetic way of saying the Christmas story and the Incarnation. It's about the fact that the create the one that created everything through his breath has come and humbled himself and incarnated himself in the flesh that he created, dies a horrible death so that everyone else can have life and experience the Father. And a sinless life, too. And a sinless life in front of the Father. Mm-hmm. So you got you got your points. There we go. I would say. At least half of it again. We'll give you a half a <laughs> we'll point We'll give it again. a half so I get a full. Now we're at three. There total. we go. We're, so we're, we're three for three, even though we're not. <laughs> That's because you threw it an extra point. Well, yeah, you know. I got to help you. It's, it's Christmas. We got to, you know, it's the spirit of giving. <laughs> so, John chapter one, it is a little bit more obvious, but at the same time, it's way heavier than we normally give it credit for, when, especially when we're talking about it in the light of a Christmas season. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Of It's it's not the traditional Christmas Eve, Christmas Day service that you'll hear, um, but there's a lot. why would we do anything traditional? That's right. But there's a lot wrapped up in this, as we just talked about, especially of um, the really the weight of God being there at the beginning, the life breathe, the separation of lightness and darkness, where he is the light, and then taking on flesh um, to fulfill everything. Yeah, really everything <laughs> of the the generations through, through family ties, through the promise that his father is given. Um, yeah, just everything wrapped up in one. So this is a shorter episode, but we've got more coming because tomorrow we go back to Brandon stocking and we see how well he does on day four next Tuesday. We're back to my stocking for one last time, which it is a much shorter passage, but it's not nearly as obvious. Yeah. You said it's more challenging. So we'll see. I'm, I'm going to have fun next week. I can guarantee (laughs) you that. So, In the meantime, it is Tuesday, so be sure to go check out the website. The store is still up. Uh, By the time you're listening to this, if you order stuff, it won't be ready for Christmas, so sorry. But you can still order stuff, and it can be just a happy surprise, you know, post-Christmas. Why not? Um, You can also still donate um, through either csrm.org backslash donate. Um, that money supports Ministry Misfits as well as CSRM as a whole. Or you can go to our buymeacoffee.com backslash Ministry Misfits and donate there. We do also still have the Cash App up. 
And we still do have the Tikva shirt up. The the Tikva week of giving it may be done, but we still have our partnership with them. Yep. Um, so you guys can go buy the, the Tikva t-shirts. Um, and again, 70% of the profits off of those go straight back to Tikva and the work that they're doing for our inner city kids. So we will see you tomorrow as we try to stump Brandon again. Thank you.